Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to Pure Cringe. This is the podcast by and for the Bravo TV lover. We are obsessed with all things cringy, from book reviews to recaps. And today we are diving deep into the land of recaps. My name is Maria McQuaid, and I am joined here by my dear friend, Michelle Barczykowski. Hey, Michelle. Hey, Maria. Again. See you again. again. I know we're doing this. <laughs> doing this is a one-two punch. So it's like no time has passed for us, but for you guys, a couple of weeks. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so we are excited. This is the Real Housewives of New Jersey reunion part two. Um, this is, episode I nine? think, episode yeah, nine? it's episode nine. Michelle, I cannot believe this reunion. The first reunion part of the reunion I thought was like, Meh. this reunion, this part. Juicy. Yummy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Eating that popcorn, it's a snackerific reunion. I think it was really fun. Yeah, so I actually, though, I had, I had a hard time, like, towards the end of this. I just got really exhausted. I, I... <laughs> well, you know what it is? It's the reliving of it because it yeah. is so dramatic. And also because I think some of the explanations for a lot of things are so... Uh, non-linear is the nicest way mm-hmm. I can put them mm-hmm. so that after a while you stop giving a shit about what the answer is you're just like all right fuck it not really that interested but thanks for asking uh so uh yeah we're just gonna dive right in so this episode is really just a build-up to the why do we hate <clears throat> Danielle or why does Danielle suck that could be yeah. the theme of this right yeah so it starts with Andy talking about you know, how have the children reacted to the show? And basically everyone was saying that, you know, the kids have reacted in a sort of nice, healthy way. Um, we get a, a quick little aside about Dina's wedding. And I don't know if you know about this, Michelle, but Dina was on a, a reality show about her wedding. Yeah, it was a VH1 thing. Yep, yeah. yep. And people were alleging that her wedding was a, a million dollar wedding. Yeah. And she said it wasn't, but there were 750 guests. It had to be a million dollar wedding for 750 guests. Well, so this is why I wanted to talk to you because I know that you've, you've, you know, been married. You've also been a photographer and you've done, I'm sure, massive weddings. What, what was the biggest one you've ever shot? Oh, I don't know the biggest one I ever shot. Maybe, maybe it was like 250 or 300 people, but I've been to enough Italian weddings to know that, you know, 250 is just kind of like, you know average flirting that's flirting yeah you know what I mean that you know so I think maybe the biggest Italian wedding I was at was maybe I'm trying to think maybe it was like maybe 325 I was just gonna say I'm like for me even the most Italian affair I've ever been to which was where almost 90% of the people there were 100% Italian many of them didn't speak English Mm -hmm. um there still were only about 400 people yeah so 750 what I actually wrote was I wrote this i wrote dina's wedding 750 guests and then i wrote in parentheses definitely mafia because even if you go through your your huge family and let's just say that he also has a huge family even with work there aren't that many people right so who would these other extraneous people be like necessary people so that you don't offend them right exactly who has to come to the wedding and it's not the guy that pumps your gas dina but nice try um <laughs> so to tell you this is a side a side story so my friend stephanie uh when she got married um it was at a place like in the south shore it's a huge one of those huge it, it was like the montville plaza of the south shore but okay montville plaza is not there anymore but you know big chandeliers right yeah. tacky i loved it at the tacky end function house yeah yeah at the end of the wedding 
like towards dessert, they, they, they move this wall, this movable wall and out comes like this, I don't know, like 50 foot dessert table with like a tablecloth, but with like pink lights under it. So it was this like glowing table of like Ooh. fucking pies and cannolis and was this just like the like best heaven. thing I've ever seen. I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> so I try to think of Dina's wedding with like <laughs> just row upon row of glowing tables with just amazing food. Yes, unbelievable. I feel yeah. like she's like Queen Titania in A Midsummer Night's Dream, and there's just like fairies <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, just bringing her little cakes. Yeah. Um, I could just imagine this. Uh, Except it's yeah. Italian, so you're gonna have like the whole tray. Not just oh, a little right, cake, right, right, right. We got to have different levels of cookie. Understood. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought this was cute too because we did hear about how Dina met her husband and how they, how Dina basically and Caroline end up marrying brothers. And so after Dina's divorce, um, Albert's bro, Tommy, starts hanging around a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And they start dating. Um, yep. And then that we have the does Dina think she is a bitch and then her cringe reel. Um, and then there's the battle between her career and being a stay-at-home mom that mm-hmm. correct me if i'm wrong michelle no one actually gives a fuck about um about her yeah like, i'm not sure cares? that like, people really think that she's she said she was like a designer for several years designer of what i mean she's she, not michelle obama like no one's gonna notice if you don't fucking work dina okay yeah like you know <laughs> she's like i don't know i should i stay home it's not that deep make yeah. a decision you, you're not you're not, not a brain surgeon to, yeah you're not yeah. michelle obama really it's a big sacrifice that gal had to make. That's what I'm saying. Like she's not. She and then she talks her. about her gross cat. She said it smells like fries, which makes me never want to eat fries again. How dare she speak of fries in such a way? I know. French fries. Really. What a fucking asshole. Yeah. And then we have the second time that she rears her obnoxious head. Jill Tharon. Jill Tharon. Yeah. Jill Tharon. Yeah. Right. What does she have to say now? I forget. And so, and so she wants to, you know, like she wants to know, like, what was she thinking, you know, during the interview with that assistant oh yeah it seemed sexual which i think is just the way that it was edited yeah i think they did a little bit of an unfair edit because i had yeah. the feeling that it was like they knew each other yeah um but that she asked no questions yeah and then when she was saying like you know it's a slow leak you know can you take other forms of payment she's got that smile on her face you know she's probably thinking like she's like i'll bake you cookies yeah <laughs> she's thinking like would like a like a pan of brownies do right you know? or like you which would stay- work for me do you need yeah. me to do anything around your house it worked for me <laughs> i'm like i'm happy any of your properties michelle if you're paying in brownies i am happy to do it i'm happy yeah. to do it yeah. but yeah i i I honestly feel like Jill should fucking know better. I don't know why Jill, what was Jill doing at this point in her life? Like, why was she butting in? I think she was asked to blog. I, if I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I want to, I want to give her like a fair edit in our minds too. I bet she was asked to blog, but like of all things, this to me felt like it was an obvious edit, yeah. like that it was edited to look like a Mrs. Robinson. Yep situation so. yeah when it clearly wasn't and i mean here's the thing if dina was gonna do that she wouldn't do it on television and she would find a better looking guy yep for shizzle yeah so um yeah so jill fucking have several seats um <laughs> nobody cares Jill. <laughs> no one's even after your thing with bethany nobody cares yeah um so then at danielle <laughs> you know it's a it's her time for like a quick clip and this is where and i forgot about this Andy brings up the fact that there's news all over the internet at that time that she and Don Johnson had had an affair. 
Yeah. She acts super weirdly coy. And again, in my opinion, on Los Turugas, the drugs, um, she says yes. And in the eighties, but she said that they hooked up, which, you know, it means something different to every person, but what she's trying to say is that they made out. Yeah. And so then, you know, Andy says that no matter if it's the eighties or now, you know, Danielle is always the center of drama. And then we have her cringe reel. Um, and so then when they come back, Andy starts to pick apart everything piece by piece. Can we just sort of just touch on Danielle though? And like her yeah. coy thing that Please. whenever, whenever it just, first of all, everything with her comes back to sex somehow, right? She's yeah. one of those friends <sighs> you hate to have because everything's about sex, but then she does this like little girl coy thing, this little, yeah, well, you, we, I just like to make out and cuddle, you know, and I don't know why she thinks everything is an, uh, a personal ad. She yeah. thinks that every moment of screen time for her is a personal ad. Yeah. It's the only time she comes out of like that drug stupor. Honestly, do you see what I'm saying though? I feel like she mm -hmm. is, I mean, again, I don't know what, you know, what she took or whatever, but if she's on a happy bean of some kind or 10, it would mm -hmm. not surprise me because she just seems like she is someplace else while this yeah. is taking place. And she resurfaces periodically to have like, her own version of ribbit which, <laughs> shout out to if you don't know what i'm talking about i'm not going to tell you you got to listen to the first episode to know mm -hmm. uh, why i give my my uh impersonation of Teresa. but yeah i i don't think she's really i don't think she's present but her coy thing is so disgusting just yeah like it's it's just unnecessary like read the room yeah. And well, she, she doesn't, doesn't know how to do fuck. that. She doesn't know how doesn't to do that. Care. Yeah. And and this is going to be the first time in this reunion where she really shows us that she is uh, on something and uh, also deluded in her perception of her own situation in terms of uh, being on the cast. Yep. Which is why I love her. Which is why this is so fun to watch, right? Yeah. It's the yeah, reason why we're like... Love literally dissecting yeah. every single you know every it is this is one of those things that bethany said that i do agree with which is there are people you love to hate mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. danielle mm -hmm. like we have those moments where we're like oh we feel bad for her because we know she's had a tough life or you know that the girls don't really like her or whatever but then two seconds later we're like jesus danielle why did you say that slash do yeah. that yeah um and so we love to hate her but then there are people that you hate to hate mm-hmm like Lisa Renna. Right. Or like after to a go while. Away. Yeah. Right. After a while, you're like, she's a fucking bitch. Yeah. Like she's a mean bitch. Like, and yep. that's not fun anymore. Like yeah. that's, that's when things are just not, it's not fun to watch someone anymore. Danielle still feels like, because she's so unaware of this, that it almost feels like um, a demented Lucille Ball character. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like she's just like, and, and I think that she was looking for Jackie to be her Ethel. And I think that that's, I think that's, uh, she's still not over that. Yeah. Okay. Um, Good point. So once we come out of that cringe reel, that's when Andy starts to like pick apart everything. He's like, let's start with the phone sex. I was like, okay, shit. I was like, let me sit down, put my feet up. We're yeah. going to start with the phone sex. And he's saying to her, like, you know, nobody really talks about this. Do you have any regrets? And she's like, maybe. And then she goes, she wasn't really thinking, which I thought was a very strange kind of like cloudy, uh -huh. happy bean answer. Um, and then she said that she says that uh, she believes that phone sex is the safest sex, 
True. I can't even believe we're having this fucking conversation with her and her daughters. And yeah, like I just don't understand. Oh, like, yeah, I just don't get it. It's just, yeah. um, I, she she could just. There's so many ways she could answer these things, but you know, I'm Monday morning quarterbacking her, which really probably isn't fair. So then Andy asks, "What happened with Gucci model?" And so she says, I'm dying to hear what you think about this. She says that um, he was there that night, but he was scared because of the cameras. Do you believe mm-hmm. that? Well, I had. Yes and no. Yes Do you think she no. told him that she was on this show and yeah. that it was going to be filmed? She, she has no like filter. So I'm sure she said, I'm filming for the show and you're going to you know, show up or either that or he was going to meet her and he just saw all these cameras right i mean it's not like it's not like somebody's like with their little cell phone like photographing this there are camera crews but she wouldn't have mentioned that to him if well i think either way he so so apparently he was there he was there and he chickened out either because he knew about it ahead of time but to be honest with you probably he had to sign a release if he was going to be filmed yeah so maybe I don't know. I believe he's he's lives in the phone with Jamal. So I, believe, yeah, okay. I believe he lives right okay. next to Jamal okay. in the phone. Um, yeah, <laughs> and well, and because then she says that she never actually did meet him after that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Which, no, which for right. me, I'm just sort of like. So, if you wanted to meet him so bad that you were going to do it on national television, mm-hmm. tell your girls about all this bullshit. Yeah you didn't care enough for it to, to happen when you weren't being filmed. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. I see that point now. Yeah. So I don't know. I, 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 I could, I could go either way, but like, I, I hate to say it, but Danielle has me. I, I'm, I'm really, really honest to God going between these two, like an angel and devil on my shoulder. Uh-huh. The angel is Dina. The devil is, is Caroline. Uh-huh. And I have moments where I want to be like forgiving and kind to Danielle. And there are times where I'm just like, burn the witch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I just, and so it's, it's a lot. It's, 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 she really does. She's such a polarizing figure. Uh-huh. That's why I, she was such a great find. Whoever fucking cast her, hopefully uh, they became um, very wealthy and successful. Wait, isn't she coming out in something, some other show, by the way? You sent me something about, She's cast in something else that's happening. In I October. forget. Now I can't remember what that was. Was it the oh. Traders show? I don't know. The new season of Traders, maybe. Um, she's yeah. Well, honestly, she's fucking great television. Yeah, she, she should be cast in everything. You can't take your eyes off her. Um, then also they bring up another embarrassing thing. So there really is. There's a systematic now dismantling of Danielle. Mm-hmm. What did she think of the blowjob comment? The best she could do was he didn't come by every day. See, and she does like that stupid fucking coy thing and he doesn't come by every day. Yep. But, you know, just, you know, forget it. Whatever, Daniel, just shut up. Just don't say anything. Don't well, defend yourself because we know you're a fucking idiot. I think, honestly, she Prostitution could have come off. Yeah. Right. Prostitution. <laughs> she could have come off so much better if maybe in two or three of these times she could have kept her answers like really short. Yeah. Like I felt like she kept going and going and, and almost undid the work mm-hmm. that she did as she as she spoke mm-hmm. um so then andy turns to Teresa and he says hey you know you started the season and i think we talked about this a couple of pods ago that Teresa started the season friends with danielle like they were all friends she and and jacqueline and danielle and yeah. sort of what happened 
And so that's when Teresa starts saying, you know, I liked her, but then she started doing all these dramatic things and, you know, things I didn't like. And I think Steve is a big part of this and we don't really say it. Yes. Like I, I, I She's think getting another Steve hurt stuff, don't you? Yes. Well, I think there's a couple of things. I think there's the Steve thing and that she is, uh, it's unfortunate, but she's getting like the side of, you know, she's hearing that from Steve because nobody else is privy to it except for her. Uh, but then also, I just think that Teresa likes the attention and she's mad that Danielle's getting all the attention. Yeah, because I think we see during the the party, the dinner party, the infamous explosive diarrhea dinner party, that Teresa will also make these kind of obnoxious sexual jokes. Mm-hmm. And seems will okay even be, yeah, and honestly, in my opinion, is far more... Um, revealing in the way that she's talking about it than danielle ever was with danielle it's almost like um double entendre that doesn't work yes um which is so frustrating and with Teresa, it's like she's there with her husband talking about it yeah but with Teresa, it's like too much it's tmi because you're like okay you know we get it you're married it's great fine but with danielle it's much more like okay we get it you're desperate it's fine um and so you know it's it's interesting that to me that like this this sort of escalates with Teresa to the point where she would be the one who was the most angry mm-hmm. when in fact this whole time she's been you know Danielle has been talking about Dina all over town basically saying fucked up things about her all over television yeah and yet Teresa is the one who loses her temper well I, again I think it comes back to you know Teresa is uh she's been frustrated with Danielle but then you know she's springing for this big dinner and um you know, you don't bite the hand that feeds you, right? No, I mean, it was, it was a nice thing for her to do to invite her. And I I wonder, I wonder, because, you know, Danielle says that they talk about this in the, in the previous episode, the idea that there were other avenues for Danielle to talk to them. But Danielle, I don't think genuinely believed that. I don't think she thought that they were going to come over to her house or that they were going to go out to coffee with her. Yeah. It's as if Danielle forgets that that there are producers that would sort of, egg this along right i mean isn't that how it works so it wasn't like she was all alone because she's like well no one wants anything to do with me which is true but if you had something to say and the producers knew about it well yeah the producer squatted under the table for a fucking hour yeah with a book in his hand so yeah they're gonna make a dinner happen and i do think that was really pretty ballsy of her to to bring that book out i you know i'm sure they suggested that too yeah i'm sure i'm sure because again i don't think she's capable of a long con um, because no. now what happens, and I think it's because she's on whatever bean that she kind of comes, uh, she's, she kind of comes unglued a little bit because the last few segments have been about her and kind of like putting her on the spot. And so she says that she said all those things because she's nervous. Yeah. Like all those like kind of like gross sexual things that she says those things because she's nervous. And, and I think that some of that is true. I would say like 35% would be because she's nervous. I think the mm-hmm. other part is because she's needs attention. Yep. Um, and so then Andy says, where is Jacqueline? And I thought this was interesting because I feel like they hadn't even made cute eye contact the whole time. Where is Jacqueline and Danielle's friendship now? And so I, I think I understood this appropriately, but you tell me, because I feel like this is a little confusing as well. Um, she said that Danielle got angry and hurt when she saw some of Jacqueline's comments in the show oh like the the after comments yes yes yeah like well i mean 
I don't know what there was to be heard about. I mean, she just, she said that Danielle put her in a weird spot, in a weird situation. I think the comment she was referring to was when Jacqueline said that there had been a rumor that Danielle had stolen someone's husband or was a husband stealer. Or, oh, yeah. And I think that that hurt Danielle. And this is when Danielle starts to cry because Danielle says that she was cheated on. Oh, so and why that, would she ever do that? Yeah, Right. And that Jacqueline knows that. And so that she was so hurt that Jacqueline of all people would accuse her of something like that when she knows very well that that's not something that she would do. By the way, I call bullshit on that just because you have been hurt by someone cheating. It doesn't say, mean you would, you, you know, people are capable of that, right? People, but people are by nature opportunists. You know what I'm saying? So if you like something and you want it just because you had it done to you, it doesn't mean you wouldn't do it. That has nothing to do with it. You want something, well, so you're going to take it. Well, I think this is another instance of, you know, what you mentioned in the last podcast, which is, I mean, a little bit of, of Danielle's inability to kind of see herself in, in uh, other than in very like uh, clear statements, right. Either like mm -hmm. black or black or white statements. She's unable to sort of see like the complexity mm -hmm. of the, of the situation around her. She sees everything in almost simplistic terms. I feel like she's very like emotionally stunted. This is not a psychology podcast, but like, I just feel like she's <laughs> like, neither of us have your, your degree is not in psychology. Is it? No, but I'm thinking she needs to Mine's call an underwater to... basket weaving. She, she... <laughs> She needs to call into Esther Perel and do like one of these like massive psychoanalyst things. Do, do you know about that show? No, but it sounds good. What oh, these that? people call in with like the most fucked up issues. And she's this French like psychiatrist. And, and so she takes these people right in and then she selects calls and she does the podcast with them, like in an analysis, like, you know, over the podcast and Ooh, groovy it. Oh, sometimes I'm just like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Like, how do you not see this? Like, I, I just feel really bad for people. And at any rate, so she would be an awesome guest on that. Yeah. She really, I think she's still, I mean, you know, once we're done, I would encourage anyone who has not uh, seen Danielle's seasons, her, you know, consecutive seasons after this on Real Housewives of New Jersey, even her comeback, she is, I mean, must see TV, right? Mm -hmm. Like she is. You can't take your eyes off her. She is so cringe. It's excellent. I, I plan on going through um, all of these. Yes. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. she's, I mean, and she's she really is. She's a big part of it. Um, so much so that the rest of this uh, reunion is going to be basically about Danielle. Mm -hmm. So the next series of cringe clips, uh, the next cringe reel is about Danielle and Dina. Mm -hmm. And so here's what we remember. We have that gross hug from what was it? The first or second episode. Uh-huh. Danielle, uh -huh. Uh, excuse me, Dina says that she's gonna you know silence of the lambs her and wear her like last year's last yep. season's versace yeah um so after this danielle says and this this is like the beginning of her apology tour she says that she learned a lot mm -hmm. by watching it and didn't like her behavior on the show mm -hmm. and that dina was hearing that danielle was talking about her and this is you know part of what kind of fed into the the dynamic between the two of them mm -hmm. and then Andy asks, what about Danielle got the Manzo sort of antenna up and like, doo -doo 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 -doo, yep. right. Yep. Um, their hate dar. Um, and Caroline says that, you know, she had a problem with Danielle's campaign against Dina. Mm -hmm. So it really seems like it all goes back to whatever argument they had in the beginning, Dina not wanting to be friends with Danielle mm -hmm. because of that. And then because of that, Danielle feeling hurt and probably embarrassed. 
mm-hmm. and feeling instead of being able to like use her emotions and do the things she's on a campaign to like just talk about dina and she wasn't talking about dina a ton but she must have said at least one or two things every episode yes so i can only imagine what she said behind closed doors and again i think it goes back to i think uh dina and jacqueline were good friends yep and suddenly danielle comes in and you know dina could read danielle for what she is reader for filth yep yep absolutely um so we wrap up that uh tiny little segment there just between the two of them and now we move on to dun, 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 the book does book yeah famous movie does book does book does book um so we have the literally the cringe reel for the book mm-hmm. um and so afterwards uh andy says to danielle you had to know and we've talked about this too i feel like they read our minds you had to know the book would surface why not tell them um and I, you know, this I almost buy. So spoiler yeah, alert here for yeah. you, Michelle. When when Danielle says, I I didn't really know her, Jacqueline, for that long. It'll have been a year. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I didn't think it was going to come up. You know, she says she didn't know that all that was going to happen, you know, at the finale. Mm-hmm. What about you? Do you do you buy that? Um, well, in the sense that Danielle everything that happens to her is a singular event and none of them are ever related. Yes. Um, but then it also comes out a little bit later that um, it was like an enemy of Danielle from somewhere else that surfaced Wayne. this. Yeah. Wayne. Is Wayne a person or a town? No, Wayne is a town. Wayne, okay. New Jersey. Yep. Wayne, New Jersey. Okay. So someone from there who doesn't like Danielle and I, I, not hard for me to believe that someone else exists in way that doesn't Someone like else Danielle, doesn't like- <laughs> right and, and the manzos being who they are they have a big big reach big connection i mean they own that brownstone everybody fucking knows them right so now they get wind of danielle and of course that's gossip is going to come out i mean i don't I, danielle should have just come out with it and said here's the book this is what happens and so you know now carolyn goes into this oh you know I, we investigated. I love this. We investigated you. We investigated you. Yeah. Well, you know, that's, you know, it's the thing. I mean, Andy asked the questions about the book and I, one of my favorite, I think my favorite question he asks the entire series of reunions is who is Beverly Merrill? I feel like it's like an old fashioned TV show. So of course, <laughs> That's Danielle's real name. Mm-hmm. Um, he talks about like all of the things that she was accused of doing says that her ex-husband accused her of being a pathological liar. Mm-hmm. And then this is where she kind of goes a little off. And again, I think her beanage might be kicking in. She well, might, either that she or... Over-beaned. She might have overbeaned. Either that or the beanage is starting to wear off after like five hours or so. And she didn't oh, bring, and she didn't bring any to re-up. Oh, I know. I've been on the beanage. Clever. I've been on several of them. And uh, I know how they operate. So that, I, to me, I think like she was just kind of waking up from it. Oh, I didn't even think of that. So good point. Either not enough beanage or too much beanage. Mm-hmm. And she starts talking about the story of abuse by her husband. Mm-hmm. Um, you can and hear she us does talk. This. She does yeah. this. She does. She, she, she basically cries. blows yeah. her load about her book. Uh, spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't listened to it. Uh, by now, our review of her book, The Naked Truth, will have dropped. Go check that out. Um, but she talks. I mean, she gets really graphic, Michelle. Yeah, she does. Like in a way that I was just like, I think everybody was Dina and every, literally every shot, except of course, Teresa, who was like, ribbit. (laughs) Um, 
everyone else was looking was like wincing when she was like talking about being raped by eight left home and Mm -hmm. you know so you know all of a sudden you know she you know she turns to the other couch and starts crying and says you know little and she's saying this to dina to caroline to to jacqueline maybe one day they'll see her heart you know because she's telling them that she they're so lucky because they've had families and she had nothing um and she wasn't as lucky as they were to have these beautiful families um how do you feel about this michelle that's a tactic to use when you want to sort of deflect everything off of you and you know like a do a whopping topic change so that that's just she's she's just trying to back her way out of it she does a lot of backtracking through this right a lot of walking back and i think this is just her way of you know she's trying just another stop on her apology tour just another another facet and she's also trying to elicit sympathy yes yeah so that is a tactic so and uh you know i think they see through it oh definitely Definitely. Nobody, nobody was comforting her. Uh, nobody rushed across to comfort her. No. Um, and literally Teresa was right next to her and riveted. So yeah. if, if Teresa didn't pay attention, why would anyone else? <laughs> um, then Andy, you know, new, new change. And, you know, Andy is so funny. Like he really is the Barbara Wawa. Mm-hmm. Like he will get the, the tears out of someone and he's like, what the, how are your kids taking it? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so then this is another, <laughs> right? Like he just, he says the most horrible things. He's like, so how are those two beautiful girls? How are their boobs? Oh my God. That's like, and, he's like my mother. My mother was always wanting to ask the hard questions. Really? Like, I, yes. And she got her answers. She did. But of course, like I'd be there like cringing, you know what I mean? To the side, like, you know, telling her. Like, I always saw your mother it. as Dolly <laughs> Levi in my mind. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> she's Dolly Levi. Um, yeah. It's, I thought it was very interesting because she said that the kids were incredible she says that in public, you know, and she also reiterates that whole thing that she said in the beginning about the kids being able to handle any situation, making it sound like this was like a training ground for them. Yeah, yeah. It was very fucking strange. No, this is like fucking like S&M anal training kind of thinking. Right. You know what like, I mean? Fucking... It's like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I put my kids in a in a, in a a vat full of alligators just so that they could learn how to swim faster. Yeah. Um, and so she says in public, people are very kind to her. Um, and you see a shot of Caroline rolling her eyes. She's like, what the fuck? And then yeah. she says, then she turns into fucking Ramona. She's like, it's like an aphrodisiac for me. I just want more. Mm-hmm. And I wrote, she is a black hole of need. She, she has, is, yes. To never fill it. Like there's not enough love, adoration, uh, praise. Like her love language is everything, everything. Yeah. Like it's not like one specific thing. It's it's everything all the time. She must be just exhausting to be in a relationship with, oh, even, as a, even a friendship. Sure. I'm sure. Um, and then literally Andy says, where is your ex-husband? And she says she doesn't know, but he th- she thinks that he should hide from her fans. And I almost dropped my soda at that moment. Because she gets so much warmth and love out in public. And she people, does. People, people, people investigating her. for her? Something? Yeah, they, yeah. They, they might be investigating. They might be, you know, I've heard that the guardian angels are really big fans of Danielle's. And I think they're going to start taking to the subways looking for Kevin Marr. Yeah. Oh, I mean, this okay. is so deluded. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's so fucked up. So Andy switches again and, and she started, he starts talking again about something super light, which is of course, Dina acting like a chicken at the fucking I know, dinner, right? like yeah. cluck, 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 running over here. Cluck, 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 running over here. Yeah. Um, and so she said, you know, and then, she was just sort of saying that she was being with the people that she felt like were being attacked. Mm-hmm. And then of course, again, hearkening back to your original opinion about Caroline kind of running the show, 
Caroline jumps in uh, and is like, oh, this isn't about me, but I'd like to say something. Um, and that Caroline said that she just saw the finale, which I thought was interesting. She just saw the table flip scene mm-hmm. and said that she was mortified because her mother will see it and that her mother doesn't deserve it and that she did nothing wrong. By yeah, this this Caroline, what do you think here? Caroline just always comes back to this family protocol, you know, that that things are supposed to be done a certain way. I don't think she has any room for any difference of opinion. Mm. You know, I just think things yeah I, I i don't know i don't really get it i don't i mean it's a very old style way of thinking right like real old school like you know yeah. there are, what will the neighbors think kind of thing well yeah and like why would your mother watch it like if your mother is like that old why the fuck she watching the real housewives in new jersey yeah um i mean like my mother wouldn't watch it i don't know i just think it's weird um and that the fact that you know, I, I, that's it. everything that Caroline says to me is like the subtext is like, we're definitely in the mafia. Um, oh God, yeah. So we come back another segment. Uh, Andy jumps right into Jacqueline. He says, you know, you stood by your friends. Um, what did it do to your relationships? And then that's where Jacqueline says, and I thought this was really interesting, that she misunderstood uh-huh. what was being said. So suddenly, suddenly she doesn't understand what was being said. That's why she was yelling at Dina um and she misunderstood that dina never showed anyone the book yeah there's there's a lot of walking back yeah yeah what do you think about that do you think that that was definitely do you think that she could have misunderstood or (laughs) she could (laughs) have she could have or in retrospect you know what i mean the the ladies sitting on either side of her could have been feeding her the narrative yeah yeah well that's what i i wonder i wonder how much of that was this was coached yeah Um, I and think have, there's a lot of coachable moments here. Yeah, there's a, there's a, I think that for Caroline, there's a, everything is a coachable moment. Yep. Um, from, so then Andy says to Danielle, I mean, his questions are really sometimes, uh, they're like a sometimes not so subtle fuck you. He says, how is the car ride home? So Danielle <laughs> said she had to be driven home because she had a slight nervous breakdown. And then they, are, you know, talk about like her, you know, cuddling with her daughters and it she's was just, just a whole kind of person thing. who's got children because they so codependent. Her, right? Yeah, she's yeah. like codependent. Can you be codependent with your kids? Is that a thing? Yes. Oh, yes. And and their sole purpose is to cuddle. And then I don't know. She went into this whole fucking thing about the thunderstorms outside, yes. and they're watching TV, and they're cuddling for a couple of days, and she gets all this little girl coyish, cutesy thing again. Yeah, maybe more beans. Maybe she had beans at the break. Yeah, bean break. Um. Yeah, it was something fucked up and strange. And then we move right then to Caroline. And then Andy says to Caroline, you were the one who showed the book to your family. She says that they Googled the book. So they talk a little bit more about the process. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a whole big like cover story. I think you're right. It sounds very much like um, there is some truth to it. Caroline says that she picked the book up and that she didn't like Danielle at first and then disliked her more mm-hmm. after reading the book. Mm-hmm. Um, and that Caroline brought the book to the salon and that it was an <laughs> investigation. Sorry. Also, the other thing I want to say is maybe the book doesn't say a lot about Caroline, but the guy writing it is clearly a prick, right? So Caroline's just, so what the subtext is Caroline is like, this is the kind of people that uh, Danielle hangs out with. So it doesn't reflect well on her. Right. Danielle is not seeing that. Well, no, she doesn't like, she doesn't recognize. I don't think, I think another theme for Danielle, especially for the season has been, 
publicly, maybe privately it's different, but publicly we've, we haven't seen her take a lot of accountability. There's no. been a lot of wrong place at the wrong time stuff, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, which doesn't really fly. Um, and so, it, you know, Caroline wanted Danielle to know that it was an investigation and she wanted to actually meet with Danielle. Wasn't this interesting? She wanted to meet with her in person to confirm everything, but Danielle didn't show up. That's right. Yes. Which I thought was really interesting. And then we have a split screen with Danielle and Caroline. Mm -hmm. It's like the um, idiots version then of the final courtroom scene in A yeah. Few Good Men. Yeah. Because one's like, I want the truth. You can't handle the truth, right? And it's like a whole fucking situation. Uh -huh. um, I wanted the truth, right? But then Danielle said she had proof, but it was like hearsay about D Dina saying things. It's this whole swirl about Danielle still like sort of um, clinging to the fact that like she was fed information. Mm-hmm. Um, and she knows that now that she shouldn't have listened to those people and that she said it was wrong. Mm -hmm. And she said she had time to reflect on the season and realize she was being fed lies about Dina. Mm -hmm. She says she should have gone to the source Dina um, to sort of confirm or deny this, all this stuff. Yep. Yep. What are your thoughts, Michelle? Do you feel that that's bullshit or is that real for you? In Danielle's Do you feel world? like it's stop three? Does it stop three on the apology tour or? Uh, yeah, I think it's stop three. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I think she sees that like there's she doesn't have any other choice. She can continue. You know, Andy wants to wind it up, right? And he, he's, he's wind it up. He's got to bring the whole reunion to an end, right? So maybe. Well, that's the thing, you know. And yeah. he's and he's trying to he's trying to do that. He's saying to Dina, "How do you feel about Danielle now that she's apologized?" And you know, Dina's very gracious to her credit. She, she is accepts the very apology. gracious. Very. I was very surprised. It's the cobalt. Um, yeah. She's a goddess in cobalt. She says she's willing to give her the benefit of the doubt. Um, and then Caroline she was in a bad says, place. Yeah. Right. Then Caroline says, too much has gone down to forgive. Right. This is a whole other thing. Do you actually know what they're... I do, my darling. Okay. I think I know okay. what this issue is. But okay. but may I might have the wrong bit because there's so much shit that Danielle does. I may have so, read the wrong thing. So, <laughs> so, we'll, so we'll get there in two seconds. So... Yeah. All of a sudden, so Jacqueline says that she didn't know that something had happened. Mm -hmm. um, and at first I thought, did she accuse her of approaching someone to hurt Dina? Mm -hmm. That's what I thought at first. And then Caroline loses her shit and starts crying and says mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, Danielle can apologize. She can say that she's grown. But then Caroline leans over and her eyes are open wicked wide. Yes. She's full on Ernest Borgnine in, yeah. a, in her winter outfit. I'm <laughs> not buying it. You know what you did. And then she gets really amped up and she's like, I am not fake. And then she goes, what you did. And then she starts like just her face just melts mm -hmm. from her eyes down. Um, finger at Danielle. You are garbage. Mm -hmm. I love my family and I will protect them with everything I have. You are disgraceful. And she starts sobbing. Yeah. Danielle is expressionless. Yeah. Teresa, ribbit. 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 So either Danielle really is clueless as to what the problem is, or she or she is doing a really good job. It's very interesting it. because you know they want you can tell Andy is trying to wrap it up to your point. And so he's trying to like prod them, I think. And and Caroline says, I will never forgive her. And he, she says to Danielle, You will never be a friend of mine. Yeah. And Dina tries to like diffuse the situation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. She keeps saying, but nothing came out of it. But I was, I'm so shocked that she said that nothing came out of it. Like what two different personalities. 
and you know and i do have to wonder what the fuck is it that caroline is trying to hide from the world because she's so defensive of her family like, what's going on anyway uh, <laughs> so literally once once dina says that like dina is literally like the madonna right she's like but nothing came out of it my yeah. child and caroline is like i don't care she tried and then caroline says to dina you are a much better person than i am but i am tough as balls mm-hmm. let me tell you something this is beyond and we all know what it is mm-hmm. so michelle that all being said do you know what it is well is it is it the thing about the 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 media release for the daughter and the husband yes yeah and trying to get to, to put dina in a position where she might potentially lose custody of lexi yeah yeah so dina forged forged the allegedly media release? allegedly so yeah. ale- so she didn't but jacqueline i'm uh, not jacqueline pardon me danielle who kind of reached out to lexi's father because he was uh oh you once... directly reached out oh my fucking god yeah yeah <laughs> hold please i will read you my little sitch holy shit Wait. Uh, yes. So basically what she says is that um, Lexi was 12 years old at the time and had to have parental permission to be in the show. Both Dina and her ex-husband gave that permission. But after Dina's ex saw some of the footage, he changed his mind about allowing Lexi to perform in the show. And according to Dina, that's when Danielle stepped in and tried to ruin her life. She told my ex's family that I'd actually forged his signature, which I did not, Dina said. She knew she could work on his emotions, so she supplied him with every phone number of everyone he'd need to follow through the lawsuit. Contacts at Bravo, our production crew, and her attorneys. She thought more would come of it, like I could lose custody. She just wanted to hurt me. (gasps) Wow. So she provided all those phone numbers, all that contact. Wow. That was from distractify.com distractify okay yeah so i thought that was really interesting um that and i can see now why caroline would be upset but not why she would like like lose her shit because clearly dina is you know she's like don't worry about it but that is that's the reason um and so andy tries to wrap it up and they can't really because of course caroline is sobbing yeah right there's no real way it just sort of ends with him saying that it was like a fun season it was fun watching them yeah Oh, that's so crazy. That is so crazy. Well, again, you know, I mean, Caroline, she was just, she was on her campaign to protect the family. If I hear one more fucking time about how she'll go head to head, toe to toe, you know, she's got- Did anyone ask her to? Jesus Christ. You know, she's going to fucking defend everybody to the end. They're all going to be sitting there at the table. You won't be. I mean, you know, it, uh, she's really, I don't know. She's, I feel like she's fighting a fight that no one even asked her to show up to. Yeah. That's the thing. All these people are adult people. That's why I'm saying like, I keep going back to that dance class, but I feel like for me, that is indicative of the fact that she gets involved in things where no one is asking her to. Yeah. Nobody, nobody, he didn't come back traumatized. You know, Dina didn't come to her, you know, begging her for her help. Dina's an adult person and she was handling it the way that she wanted to handle it. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so that's how it ends. Um, Believe it or not, that is the way that this reunion ends. Now, before we get to our um, our categories, there is one more episode, which I'm so excited for us to do. That's right. Yeah. It's pure lost footage. Yep. I will say to anybody who has never watched it, I just kind of skimmed through it on mm-hmm. my iPad just to see, good. like, were yep. there any scenes? 
Yep. It was a ton that I hadn't seen before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm really excited about us going through it. So hopefully you guys are too. Um, but before we do that, let's talk about our categories. So Michelle, for Cringe Mountain for this episode, for me, it was Danielle's entire cringe reel because it brought back all of the grossness, uh-huh. like all the condensed grossness over all of the episodes with her Yeah, in one thing. And especially the whole, should we go into the bathroom? I can't with it. I just- oh! Oh God. He's like, so for me, that that was the cringiest part of the episode. (laughs) How about you? (laughs) The cringiest, the cringiest moment. Um, I gotta say it was, you know, Caroline's like breakdown. She doesn't cry pretty, does she? Kind of an ugly cry. Who does cry pretty? But anyway. I don't know. Probably some supermodel. Yeah. Um, how about fashion disaster? What was the biggest fashion disaster for you for this one? I know it was the same outfits, but it gives us an opportunity to go deeper. You know, I guess uh, Danielle, because she just looks like a fucking cheap teenager with her Love's Baby Soft or Charlie. Don't say that about Love's Baby Soft. I fucking love Love's Baby Soft. Um, Or Charlie. Charlie. Oh, I want want both. Um, I actually have the same person. It's Danielle, but it's for her extensions. Oh, yeah? Yep. It's those extensions. Were they hanging out at the back or something? They just look too long. Like, I feel like whoever her hairdresser is just sort of threw them in and didn't cut them right. Nothing looks like it's blending. It just looks, it looks like a wig. Uh I thought she, it was just too too much. I like a wig. Uh Um, And so who won the episode for you? Uh, That's so hard. That is so hard. I mean, I feel like everybody was just like a fucking mess. Um, But, you know, Dina... You know, she looks I'm, gorgeous. She did look gorgeous. The great color on her. Um, and um, also, I was I was very surprised at what a forgiving person she is, which knowing what yeah. I know about her now, I'm a little skeptical of maybe she should know better. But <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. I mean, I'll put it to you this way. I think it's very interesting how Caroline is willing to go toe to toe with anybody for Dina, whereas she just wrote um, a letter of recommendation for her brother-in-law to try to exonerate him from that whole situation with beating up Dina. That's crazy. So it's interesting how, you know, times have changed and maybe, you know, um, she doesn't go toe to toe. She's, you know, she's, she's tough as balls, but maybe not in that way. But for me who won the episode, Bravo, they must've been like, after seeing this, Bravo must've been like, yes, like (laughs) we need these fucking assholes in front of this camera again. Let's make this happen. Let's find all that lost footage. Right. And that's what they do for next week. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was good. It was, yeah, this, this was, this was really good. So this is um, fun. I do. Can you just tell me though, cause you saw this when it came out, how long after this did the, did the info come out about the phone calls and the information that Danielle gave away? Like, do you remember? You mean the phone calls about to, to the her ex-husband about Lexi? Let me look. Oh, please. Cause I'm just, didn't wondering if people were like hanging you know looking for this no no because honestly this was in 2021 so it's one of it in the title of the the article is what did danielle stop do to dina manzo anyway okay that's from i don't think people yeah i don't think people really talked about it at the time because i think it was probably like fresh we don't we don't even get into it really in the next season oh okay interesting huh yeah honestly danielle yeah they weren't like um people liked real housewives but bravo wasn't in sensation like it is now no 
where like you could say to someone like, oh, I love Bravo. And you could like strike up an entire conversation with that person. Yep. Yep. Back then it was like two or three shows. Yeah. On Bravo and everything else was like, you know, reruns of other shows. Yeah. Right. Wow. A lot of inside the actor's studio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> 12 episodes a day of inside the actor's studio. Thank you, Bravo, for evolving so that we could do the Pure Cringe podcast. Thank you, Andy, really. I mean, he's the- Thank you. Thank you, yeah. Bravo Daddy. We love you, Andy. Yeah. Michelle, this was a good one. This is a good one. I'm I'm excited for us to to finish this up. We're getting close to the end of our season. So excited for us to, you know, take a little break and put our heads together and come up with some goodies for next season as well. Yeah. Um, we'd love to remind you guys to please uh like, follow, share, subscribe, do all the things. Leave us a review, uh, only if you love the podcast. If you hate it, fuck off, obviously. Um, but truly <laughs> <laughs> I would like to know if if other people think that there are other good things that we should cover that we haven't thought of. Other good books, you know, maybe that yeah. you and I have looked at or not looked at, you know. I mean, I would I'd love to hear about. Yeah, good good point Michelle. I'd love to hear about what books people think we should be reviewing. And you know, if you're, you know, thinking about maybe our next uh recap series, what's a great classic show that mm-hmm. we should be thinking about? Um we have some ideas ourselves, but we are obviously always open. Below, um, so deck, below deck below <laughs> deck i know and i'm like project, 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 project um i'm just like trying to send that out to everyone right now just sending vibes of tim gunn um you know you love him you know you want him back on your television you know you want you know and we're gonna start being sponsored by peacock um truly this this has been a really fun one so we're excited for the next one thanks again to everyone uh for listening we'll see you next time take care yep. Thanks. Bye.